Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we are going to talk all about stating intentions, but stating intentions in a non-icky, non-uncomfortable way. Because we have Russ Hayward on who created an app called Can We, which does all of that stuff for you. It puts it all into place so you don't have to stop mid-date and ask somebody, so do you want kids or do you not want kids? So you are going to get a lot out of this episode when it comes to learning about your date beforehand so your expectations are in line with what's going to come with the date. So you're going to want to hear this. So keep listening. Welcome to another episode of the Ask Women podcast, where you get real advice, dating advice straight from the source, women. But today, instead of having Marnie on, Marnie's a little busy, we have Russ Hayward on as our guest, who is the founder of Can We, a virtual dating guide that helps people set their intentions from the very beginning, leading to way better relationships, hookups, friendships, etc., which is so important. I'm your host, Kristen Carney. I'm excited to talk about this today because I am one of the millions and trillions of frustrated dating app users. So I have someone right here with me who can maybe put some of my frustrations to bed. So, hey, Russ, thanks for hanging with me for a bit today. Oh, my gosh. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much, Kristen. I'll tell you, like, I really enjoy talking with people who care about relationships. Because like, I really feel like we're in a place in the world where things are kind of falling apart. And I really think if people had better relationships of any type, right? Better friends, you know, better lovers. I really feel like it'd be a lot easier for the world to be a better place. So I have a huge respect for people that are in this space, helping people get unfrustrated, helping people you know, have better relationships faster. So it's an honor to be here. So how did you get into this? Oh, man. You know, I work in banting or bantering, banting. That's a combination of banter and dating. I work in bantering for men online and people are always like, how the heck did you end up working in that? And it's a long story. So I'm curious how you ended up working in this industry as well. That's a lot of influences. Part of it is like, I'm a science fiction writer, technically speculative fiction. And that kind of means that you're always thinking about how the world could be a little bit different, right? Like what happens if this person had won the election instead of that person? And sometimes maybe there's a new technological trick that changes the world up or or something like that. So I'm always kind of like off in in a different world thinking how things could be a little bit different, which is a natural kind of push towards entrepreneurship just overall. But I'd say specifically, there's probably maybe two instances I could remember that I was like, all right, Russ, it's time to do something like, can we? The world needs this kind of a tool. And in general, I think one of it was growing up in Minnesota, which I, I love, but it's winter here for about nine months of the year. And that means we don't necessarily talk to each other very well. 
And so like finding relationships and building relationships is very hard. You stick to people who you know in high school. And once you lose high school, you're kind of screwed when it comes to finding relationships, at least, at least up here in the tundra. And so that kind of stunted me, I think, just my general tool set and why podcasts like this and, and learning how to banter are such critical tools. Because I, as a young person, would absolutely have flourished with some of these resources out here today, but I didn't have them. And so the second influence was living in New York. And I know people that live in New York are probably going to smile and nod their heads here because New York is an amazing city, but it's also extremely lonely, right? And the biggest frustration Mm -hmm. I felt about New York, and this is where it's like, shit, there needs to be an app of some sort that's better than what's out there. Is I remember standing on a subway platform with 2,000 amazing people and looking and saying, all right, statistically, I bet you there's like 50 good friends here, right? Or there could be a dozen future wives. All right, well, you're pushing it with the 2,000. <laughs> I'd say maybe there were at least 75 good people on that platform. And then, no, I'm kidding. I love New Yorkers. I love them. I know, I know. But so you know the feeling though. You know the feeling where it's like, how could there not? Yeah. I mean, out of all of these people. Right. Right. Out of all of these exactly. people all around me. And none of them are being utilized at the moment, you know? We're all just standing here and, you know, sometimes New Yorkers interact and that's what I love about New York is that Mm -hmm. I think it's actually the most friendly city Mm -hmm. in the world. It gets a bad rap, but how do you turn all of those millions of people into people that are people that are a possibility for you in dating or in relationships or friendships? Exactly. And so that made me conclude that I suspect the biggest wasted resource on the planet is social potential, right? Missing the right relationship with the right person at the right time. Because all the relationships you need for a successful, thriving life, no matter what they are, entrepreneurship, dating, friends, are probably a mile or two away from you right now, even if you're in a small town. And so that's frustrating. Like we're hiding from each other. And so that's why I created the parent company. It's called Unveil Social. And we're a B Corp here in Minneapolis. And the whole point of it is to try and enliven up and stir up our social potential in a way that makes sense. And that brings us to Can We for our frustrated daters. Right. So Can We, it's your dating guide and it's an app. And so what is in there that, you know, it's not a dating app, correct? It's a dating guide. Am I right when I say that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's very good. A lot of people get confused. So that's awesome. Right. So you log in and basically there's going to be information for you on all aspects of how to be better socially dating, all of those things. And you can just kind of click on whatever it is that you're looking to learn and all of a sudden instantly become more skilled. Am I summarizing that correctly? That's close. That's really close. I would say if I had to summarize it, I would say that Can We is your guide when the whole world is a dating app, right? So it's 100% not a traditional dating app where you open it up and then poof, here come you know a dozen or a thousand, depending on how cool you are, <laughs> people to mm-hmm. swipe through or to match on. Can We is different. We don't care about discovery people online. What we care about is unveiling the real relationships with the people that are already in your network. It's about taking away the noise of your current assumptions. And what's awesome about it is that 
you don't need to be online necessarily on the apps to date. Essentially what happens is that when you share your Kenwe username, it could be online or offline or in a text, that's going to start a safe kind of relationship experiment that's going to help take away that trial and error and kind of highlight kind of the more specific relationship possibilities. So then you're not sitting there guessing about the friend zone or guessing if this is a hookup or what the basic type of relationship is. You can unveil specifically with the person that you're interested with the proximate reality that makes sense for the two of you. Okay, so it's essentially just being more honest with what you want or what the situation currently is. And that is such a godsend, but how do you get people to do that? So I just recently went on a date and it went great. It was one of those dates where now I'm going to compare every single other date to this date. I really, really liked the guy. We had an amazing ending to the date where he was like, you're so beautiful. I've been wanting to kiss you. And then he kissed me and it was like a light kiss. But then he was like, now can I really kiss you? So we had like a nice little smooch. I felt like we had really good chemistry. And then I've heard basically nothing. I've heard two little miniature teeny weeny texts since. And I'm so confused by the intention. Mm -hmm. It was like, it ended in this way of we're clearly obviously seeing each other again. And then the follow-up was, oh my God, but are we seeing each other again? You know, I didn't hear from him right away. The texts that we've had have been so mysterious where I have no idea where his head is at. And it is causing pain and suffering. And I know it causes that for so many men and so many women. And so I want to just write to him and just say, what's the deal? You know, I'm not looking for a commitment, but what was that? We had so much chemistry going and the ending was so romantic and so perfect. And now I haven't really heard from you. What is your deal? Are you just kind of a mysterious guy who doesn't really text much and you did really like me? Or was it a put on or a show? And so this trying to read into what people mean can really be mentally excruciating and torturous. And that's how it's been for me for the past like five or six days since we went on our date. So how do you, in the app or in this environment, how do you get the person to just be straightforward? Because I feel like so many people don't want to be straightforward. Maybe they're not sure, or maybe even you can be straightforward about not being sure, but how do we get there? How do we make people be clear? Wow, that's beautiful, right? I mean, it's tragic, tragic beauty. I say it's beautiful because like, I think it resonates with everyone and there's a catharsis I, and I could see it on the video in, on your face, right? There's this, this painful process, this catharsis. In a way, the minor, mild friction of all this trial and error, it's exhausting either the bait and switch or just the maybes or the guessing, it takes a huge toll on everyone. And I know a lot of people identify with that. So specifically with your question, I would like to challenge everyone, right? To, in a sense, avoid these kind of guessing games, right? Because I think what's happened is that the culture has moved into this really interesting 
direction where we really embrace the freedom of relationships, right? Everyone can love anyone in any way they want, which is truly beautiful and a unique thing, at least in in Western society. The problem with that is, is that all the old norms of this is how you ought to behave has evaporated. And so we're all kind yeah. of grasping to try and figure it out on our own. We're using tricks. We're using perhaps even banter, you know, to try and stitch together a new set of norms on the fly. But every single person is trying to restitch together their own norms. Yeah, it's almost like we're in the wild west of dating at the moment. Yes. There's no rules. It's all chaos. There's no sheriff in town. Like for the sake of sanity, I would love to go back to that. Just here's the norms. You court, you date, you call, you ask for another date, and then you either move forward and get married and have babies or you don't. And it's just so not linear like that anymore. And it's really excruciating. So I don't know if I cut you off, but again, how do we get people to get on that page where they are more honest? Right. A roundabout, I'm going to answer that if I may. So the thing about can we is that we are also going to try to introduce with a little team of researchers this idea of a common ground so that we can restitch together. This is what something long-term means. This is what something short-term means. This is what something physical means and things like that. So that we could have some sort of a restitch together, like exactly what you said, going back to the, a little bit of a standard, a modern standard though, right? We're not going to necessarily, you know, throw everybody in church on the, on the first night, right? You know, trying to find a new way where the community can come together and agree beyond just a checkbox. You know, when you say something long-term, oh, it's just a checkbox, right? Good luck figuring it out on the dating apps, right? So that's one way that can we helps. And that's a sense, a source of gravity, I think, to get people to get onto the same page and to want to go onto can we is because essentially we're helping to redefine with research what a relationship type ought to mean, right? So that's an incentive to get people onto Can We. Back to your original kind of question, how do you get people directly on the app? I think there's a sincerity test that's involved here. It's a lot of time and energy to go on a date. It's a lot of personal glee and expectation and all that, let alone like it costs 20 bucks, no matter what. It's two hours of your night, no matter what. So I think like for those that respect their time, and so that's where Can We probably isn't for everyone. If you don't care about your time, you're probably not going to really care about can we. But if you do care about your time, there's a sincerity test, essentially in asking your partner or your potential date, be like, hey, I just want to make sure that we're going to have the right date, right? That we're going to have the right date, that we're going to show up in the right way together on the same page for what this date could be. And so that's where we have this kind of remote functionality where you could very safely share your usernames via text or social media or, or you name it. And then you get a very basic insight into your overall alignments of your overall intentions. And then if you want to keep going, you feel safe about that and you want to see more, then you get a little bit more tactical insight into exactly which intention is on the table. And then that could change how you plan your whole dang weekend, right? Because right. you could both say that you want something long-term, but can we will show that it's maybe just something physical is the only thing with the reality of all of your expectations turned together back in the app. Even though you both say you want something long-term, you both also say you want something physical. And that is the only intention that's actually sustainable, right? So now you change like, all right, this isn't a Sunday brunch anymore. Maybe now this date's going to be a Friday evening 
Right, right. That's what I was just about to ask was, what if your intentions change based on the person that you're interacting with? So maybe I'm thinking, oh, I'm really, really into this guy and my intentions are definitely relationship and physical. And then all of a sudden he says something that I'm like, "Mm, I'm not so sure about that. And then I backtrack or I change a little bit. Is there an option to alter your intention while not perhaps insulting the person? Or then on the other hand, increasing your intention because you find out, oh, this person is way more than I thought they were going to be. I want us all to sit down and study that. The app is still basic, right? So we're starting with just the common ground of the intentions. And it's about kind of the start of the relationship, starting the relationship at that moment right on the right foot. Now, your question is something that we talk about all the time on our team meetings. It's like, how do intentions change, right? How does a new intention blossom and perhaps an old one start to submerge? That is a profound question. And I want us to all get together and study that. So it's like, yeah, let's keep talking about that because right now it's still on the radar. Right, right. And if I might add, I think there's a big opportunity in the sense of having more intentions beyond dating in the sense of like, if the dating intentions don't totally align, that you could probably offload or off-ramp to perhaps a different place that is actually more sustainable. Because I think we've all had this experience where, all right, this person isn't necessarily going to be a great date, but we could be amazing friends or amazing concert buddies or amazing entrepreneurs or hiking buddies or something like that. Because they're just a really interesting, fascinating people, but let's stay out of the bedroom, at least for now. And that's kind of another feature that's also worth looking into in the future of how do we kind of gracefully readjust people's romantic misalignments in a direction that still celebrates a really cool opportunity. Right, right. So what do you recommend to guys right now? A few things that they can do if, you know, of course we're pushing people toward can we, but right now if someone's not on there, What are three things guys can do on a dating app or on a date that states their intentions in a smooth way or in a non-forced way, in a natural way? Wow. That is a really nice question. And at the top of my head, it's like, heck, this is why we have the damn app. Right. Because (laughs) it is so hard. It is so hard. And here's the problem, at least I have had when I was on the dating apps, and I see it all the time. It's because dating apps are generally so public. You have to hide the deeper parts of yourself, those truths, those intentions, the realities that define those intentions. Sure, if it's like, you know, about pets and kids or whatever, like that's safe and you can easily talk about that. But when it gets down into deeper things, perhaps like politics, spirituality, sexuality, all those things that are way, way more important almost than just pets or whether you're living in the city or the country on some level. That's really hard to talk about publicly, honestly. And that's kind of those aspects help define whether an intention is going to be more sustainable or not. And so what happens is everybody buries that and they maybe hide it in a text where it's like, hey, how do you feel about XYZ at my place or something like that? So it comes out in this really brash way because it has to stay hidden. So I'm struggling to think of an elegant way to your request of how to do that publicly to get your intention honestly out there. 
I can't think of any. That's why it's like, shit, this is why that you have the app because they can help capture all that. And then you safely share it in a way where it's one-on-one. Right. So I want to take a break. And then when we come back, I want to talk about the app step-by-step more specifically. So it's a little bit clearer of a picture for the guys listening. And so we'll do that in just a second. So stay tuned and we will be right back. After months of playing, college basketball has finally determined the top teams for the Final Four and will determine this year's national champion this coming week. Looking to wager these games? Well, head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code CLNS50 to get started. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all your updated odds and information, along with player props and great contests throughout the year. Your continued source for all your sporting wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so join today. Learn why everyone is saying Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all the popular sports and games. Bet Online, where the game starts. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. So now that we're heading out of cuffing season, which is that season where women want the guy to keep them warm at night so they're a little bit more easygoing or flexible on who they'll date, you're going to need to step up your game. And part of stepping up your game is stepping up your banter game. So many times guys lose out on girls because they don't know how to be fun, witty, engaging, clever, while also being down to earth and creating a real connection. So if you don't want to lose out on the chick because you don't know how to communicate and you're just boring and flat, then take a couple banter sessions with me. I promise you, your dates will go through the roof. Not just because you're throwing them up there because you're so muscular, but the actual number count is going to go up, I promise. So go to kristenandchill.com, scroll down, click banter, and choose your package to get those banter skills in shape where this summer, it's gonna be a lot easier for you to get the girl. And if you email me at kristenandchill.com, I may even send you a discount code so you can get these world-class skills at a discounted price. That's kristenandchill.com. Okay, we are back and we're talking about how to state intentions. And luckily, we have Russ who created an app to basically go through your intentions in a very matter-of-fact way that doesn't cause awkwardness because it's part of the dating app itself. So, you know, Russ can explain it, but 
just from looking at it, it almost is like this weight off your shoulders because it's like you made this because it's been all about guessing games and not utilizing the social situations that we have found ourselves in. And so with this, it's like, you don't have to have that awkward conversation at dinner like I would have loved to have with that guy that I went on a date with who I'm now completely lost because his intentions seemed one thing and then they seemed another thing. And so on your app, while you're filling it out, where you're making your profile, it says, in terms of personal space, I need... And then you slide the scale left or right. So you need a little space or a lot of space. So you can slide your finger right along the scale to eventually slide your finger right along her lips at some point because you've connected so well through this app. (laughs) And then it says matching intentions. Is it something physical? Is it something serious? So you're filling in all of these blanks that none of these popular apps really give you the opportunity to do unless you choose a prompt on that app or unless you choose to state it in your bio. And it seems less fun on a dating app when you have someone saying, here's my bio. I love surfing. I'm a podcast junkie. And you know, I'm looking for someone that is independent because I need a lot of space. When you do that, it ends up feeling a little bit luxury when you're putting it written out in your bio. But what you've done with your app is you've eliminated that need to write it out in your bio because it's all filled out with these categories. So you don't have to eat up words that you could use to describe yourself because you can just fill in. If things work out, I see us eventually. And then you click the button, living together or you know whatever other option. It's backed up by a lot of research, et cetera. So I'm going to let you elaborate more on what I kind of just described in case I'm missing something. But I think I think that's such a great idea. Absolutely, yeah. Some of the research we've done, so we've done like about like 2,000 hours of user research and stuff. And, and I remember one specific interview, uh, I think her name was Armani. She was a lovely, successful young woman. And she had one of the best quotes that, rings in my my head still even, I think it was like two years ago, is that talking expectations ruins the chemistry. Yes. But if you just talk and focus on the chemistry, then you're falling into a situation where, where love is blind and you can't have both. You can't have just chemistry and just fun. And you also can't have just expectations and this big interrogation. Yeah. Well, like for example, on that date that I was on, he was 41 and he has no kids. I don't know if he wants kids. It didn't state it in his profile, but we were having great chemistry and I didn't suddenly want to, but I'm curious because it's something that's important to me. I didn't want to all of a sudden cut the vibe short of like how much fun we were having and the nice conversation to be like, by the way, I know we're on our first date, but do you want kids? Yes, yes. It would have just like the record would have gone like, you know, here's, okay, she's in her late 30s. She's asking these cliche questions. And now we've kind of got to get maybe to the serious part that I don't really feel like talking about right now because we've had a couple drinks and we've been having fun. So it eliminates that. Yeah, and that's exactly how people will ruin their lives. <laughs> I or think I already significantly have. run up against a wall, right? Yeah. 
the problem is that we're designed as humans to fall in love, right? We have all of these genetic and psychological cues to get us together, to build affinity, to have relationships, to commit to relationships no matter what. Like That's how we survived the jungle. That's how we, we got off of the savannah and all that. But the problem is, is that the cold, hard reality, the truth, the logistics of an expectation of exactly what this relationship means gets lost in that process of falling in love. And we willfully throw it out the window because that's what evolution is teaching us to do. And it's fun to just throw it out the window and say, who cares? And then all of a sudden we've been dating for weeks or for months. And then that question does come up, right? About who you voted for or what you think about family and Christmas or holidays or going to school or blah, 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 blah. Like we've all been there. We've all been there and had these hard conversations that change the structure of relationship or more so unveil a part of the relationship structure that was always there that we were blind to. And so that's why we have these teams of researchers that kind of go about and kind of snoop about the dating community. It's like, all right, everybody, let's come together and define a set of common questions that make a relationship intention for pretty much everyone. doesn't matter if you're gay, straight, man, woman, but doesn't really matter. It is the structure of a relationship beyond just a checkbox. I love that. I love that. So I don't think I asked this at the beginning. How did you come up with this? Or I did kind of ask this at the beginning, but were you (laughs) having, I know you said, you know, we're not utilizing our social connections and all that kind of stuff. Were you having a hard time communicating to the people that you were dating? Oh, yeah. Okay. So oh, is that a big yeah, part yeah. of this? Oh my God. Do you want a story? Can I give you a story? Is Absolutely. That... <laughs> I'm ready to fall asleep, right? so go for it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, this is good. This is a bad date story. Perfect. So <laughs> I graduated college about 15 years ago or so. And my friend from college, about two years or shit, maybe it was even two months after we graduated college, her name was Kristen. And we never dated. We weren't like necessarily super close friends, but we were in the same circles and same parties here and there. She was really nice. I liked her enough, but nothing really happened from her friendship or her dating side. And then she randomly emailed me one day and was like, hey, I'm in Minneapolis. You want to come over to my place? Uh, I'll cook you some dinner Friday night. I was like, sure. Yeah, I was single and you know, living with my parents. And how great would that be to kind of get out to the big city and all that? And so I go over. She makes a nice meal, kind of a tofu stir fry. She's a good cook. We get a bottle of wine or two going. And she's like, Russ, let's go skinny dipping. And so <laughs> it's like, oh, wow, okay. I've never gone skinny dipping, but why not? <laughs> Minneapolis has a bunch of lakes. And so we just kind of walk down a few blocks to the next lake and, and go skinny dipping. And then it's a lot of fun. We splash around in the dark, in the moonlight, go back to her place and sit on the couch. And I put my arm around her. I start kissing her neck. And then she looks up at me and says, what are you doing? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We just went skinny dipping. What do you expect? <laughs> what? Like, come on. <laughs> be clear here. If you said you want to go in the lake in snowsuits, then maybe she'd be hinting at I don't want to be kissed. She was putting it out there. Correct. Correct. So objectively, this was a date. Objectively, I think a lot of people could understand that. And, and it didn't ruin my week or anything like it was just I was a little sad or like a little awkward and confused and I was like okay we'll just like watch a movie or change gears you know it was like a rough gear shifting and we, we got through it just fine 
Yeah. Right. But it was just like, what the heck? And, and I don't know. That's where I felt like I needed guidance. I needed to understand better the both of us, what our worlds were, what was the expectations for our relationship or at least the date. Because like she was from South Dakota and I don't know, maybe friendships are different in South Dakota. Well, yeah, you do. <laughs> kind of like, it's a community-centered area, right? Where it's like, all right, you know, you just kind of go skinny dipping and it doesn't mean you're on a date, you know? If that's the way it is, then everyone should live in South Dakota. Maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> They're all just getting naked together. Unless, you know, the South Dakota bodies, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, whatever. But it's so like, or also was it that I had a different intention where I was maybe more short-term or physical intention and she had a longer-term intention that meant specifically, if you unpack those expectations of the longer term, that you have a certain pacing, right? That I, with my longer-term intention was, all right, well, my pacing's different. My expectation is different. So that was kind of like a nice microcosm. It's a tight little story about years of multiple situations very similar to this. And I'm very similar to you, Kristen, that when when I find someone that I think is really attractive, I want to go on a date with them, they consume my world for that week in a way. And I don't let them necessarily, but like, if you're really honest, like gravity is just there and it's fun and you're excited and you're projecting all of your own intentions and your own fantasies onto them. And you need to have some sort of a analytical splash of water of like, nope, this is the truth. Pay attention, wake up. Here's the real shape. And that's what Ken, we ultimately ended up trying to solve. Right. Oh God. I wish I had this last week. I, you have no idea. Follow up with this guy. Like, just like, hey, I've just had to talk with a, a neat podcast fellow and he's doing this dating app and I'd love to test it out. Yeah. We're live. We're ready to go. We want users. We want feedback. That can we username is that powerful tool that you could put on your Tinder or in an email or in a text or just tell it to someone at the bar. And you could start having this conversation where can we pick up the heavy logistics of this dreary expectation talk and then sets the table in a, a proper, sustainable way. And then you can start the bantering and the chemistry and all the smooching and things like right, that right. in a healthier, faster way. Oh God, yeah. It's like just swapping the order in which it happened. You know, my expectations, just like so many guys listening, a lot of the guys that listen and a lot of guys that don't listen, just men in general, but also women, of course, it's almost like when they get a date, it feels like, oh, we caught one. Like you threw your line into the into the lake and something caught and you're just like reeling it in. You're like, yeah, I got a fish. I don't care whatever it is. I just, I caught one. I've been standing here for eight hours. Finally, I got my fish. And so when you pull it up and it's like some yuppie fish or guppy, yuppie, it's a very uppity fish. When it's a, like a guppy or something, you're disappointed, but you're still like, well, it's here. I might as well fillet it and cook it and eat it and go out with it versus when you put your line in there and you pull out the yellow fin tuna and you're like, oh, yes, this is going to make a great feast. I mean, I'm kind of losing where I'm going with this because sometimes my analogies get a little out of control. Nope, I got you. I got you. I'm right there. And I think what you're hitting on is that we're so starved for basic relationships that society has probably fallen so far from the days when you actually knew the neighbors, when you actually had like a good network of, of really close, you know, intimate relationships and we weren't just distracted by little glowing squares. I think we have become a society that, can I swear? 
of course. <laughs> Get it the out. fucking pandemic <laughs> and all that, right? Yeah. Has taken that that Western tragedy of social distancing that was already in place and then threw in all of this drama and tension and stress and like literal social distancing on top of it. And it's eviscerated whole categories of friendship. And now we're just really all, to be honest, like, I know it's not for everyone, but like, we're all honest, like these like kind of sniveling, kind of anemic social creatures compared to our ancestors, right? If you read Jane Austen, or if you had a time machine, it would go back in time to some village, just anytime, anywhere. I guarantee you the conversations, the livelihood, the subtle jabs and the, the colorful like ways that you would connect, you know, are a thousand times above probably the collapse that we've seen today. Absolutely. I actually like speaking of like the hungry analogy with catching the fish, like we're all so hungry. I wrote a really funny kind of short story, probably put it on your blog or link to it. I don't know. I have to find a way to do it because, uh, you know, I'm a speculative fiction writer. And so to talk about like this problem, this world that we're all interested in with relationships, I kind of thought of this idea, like imagine being in a city, right? Normal city, plenty of restaurants and buildings and things around, but there were no maps, no street signs no business names, no Google search or anything like that. And you literally had to walk around, Kristen, bang on each door and be like, hey, do you have tacos here? I'm really hungry. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh shit, no, it's a daycare. All right, sorry, <laughs> I have to walk to this next door, bang on that one. Hey, I could make a baby taco. I'm not below that. <laughs> a hot sauce on her. <laughs> I love it, that's hilarious, right? You know, it's like, we're all confused. Like that's a metaphor for like these buildings. Like these are people behind each door. We don't really know what's hiding behind these doors because we don't have a navigation. We don't have an insight or the basic maps to be like, oh, this is actually a bakery. And this is actually some sort of a, of a burger shop or something like that. And so basically what happens when you take out all that navigation, everyone becomes starving. Yes. Everyone is starving in a city that's full of restaurants because they can't fucking find a quick way to get to what they need to go. Let's change that. That's the dating world. And that's the social world that we live in right now. I feel like being in like a Baptist church right now with my hands in the air, just being like, amen, amen. That's really how it feels. It really feels like we are aimlessly just knocking on doors, trying to get what we're looking for. And we in the city is the size of New York City or whatever. You know, even if you're in a small town, it's just, so tremendously overwhelming, knocking on all these doors with no signs, trying to get what it is that you're looking for. And I feel like that's exactly what I just went through, not to belabor my date that I'm obsessed with, but I was knocking on a door that I think I thought was a completely different door. And maybe, you know, maybe intentions changed, et cetera. But I went into, but in my own way, not that he did anything, but in my own way, I had created a vision and we do that. We get excited. We put someone on a pedestal. I created this vision of this guy is this, 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 and this. I can see us in the future doing this. I can see us in the future doing that. We would look so great in our wedding pictures. I mean, I did the whole like cliche late 30s girl thing where it's like you just immediately had this vision and then the vision doesn't line up. You set yourself up for failure. And now that I kind of know him and met him, I think from our conversation, he's very independent. 
He doesn't have siblings. His parents aren't close. And I think he's used to being alone. Very, very, very used to being alone. And I think in my estimation, that's why he's single. He's a catch, like a great catch, but he's 41 and he's single. He's never had any kids. He's never been married, blah, blah, blah. And I think if I had known his level of independence, like which is in your app, in your app, it's like you select, if we were to date, how much independence would you want? This much independence or this much independence? If that was there in the app, I would have maybe had an idea and wouldn't have gotten ahead of myself and painted this picture of like this, you know, us skipping in the sand in the sunset, holding hands for eternity. You know, I would have gone, oh, he's a really independent guy. Now I know that, but I would have known that to begin with, with something like you're offering. Absolutely. Maybe you can validate that. Yeah. Or maybe he's just like, she's not my type and now I'm going to kind of turn it off. I just don't know why at the end it was so turned on and turned upward. (laughs) Well, to be devil's advocate, there is the literature and the men's dating guides, right? The grammar of how men think, right? Where it's like, you don't want to like someone too much. You're going to prove that you're a wimp when you like someone too much, right? I know that's been something that's haunted my life and my dating ill success is that kind of backwards logic of if you like someone, you have to show that you don't like them because then that way they can have a little bit stronger bond or more mystery to you, right? So so who's to say if that's in the picture too, right? Where it's like, oh, I just really actually like this person so much, I have to actively push them away in order to make them think that they will like me more or something weird like yeah, that. So that's kind of what... And I'm... that's where it's just like, dude, we're, now we're getting all these games. Yep. We're getting all these games and we're going backwards and you're playing a game, I'm playing a game and now we're both playing different games at the different time. It's just like, all right, fuck it. Clear the plate. Right. Take the table, clear it. Let's all sit down. This is a common ground now, everybody. This is what a relationship means. Can we team is deciding that. Feel free to send in your advice on if we need to change something. But it's like, hey, we've started positing... And part of that is like, hey, how much free time do you need? And then now you can know. It's like, oh, that works for you or that doesn't work for you. And, or at least you know. Right, right. Yeah. Now so much time gets lost with the analyzation and the overthinking and all of that kind of stuff. So when Marnie hosts, she's always asking for actionable advice. I know I asked you earlier three things guys can do right now to state their intentions in a comfortable way because they don't have your app yet and they're already talking to a girl. So we covered that. But can you give me just some ideas about how to read intentions if they're not on your app yet? Men have a really hard time reading intentions, as do women, because clearly I think I did the same thing. But the intuition or the reading between the lines with a lot of the guys that Marnie works with and a lot of the guys that I work with is just not there. So they think if a girl is talking to me, I caught the fish, she's my, you know, we're in it. So how do they feel out the intentions? What are clues to look for that a girl is open to a long-term thing or is open to being less independent and more full-time with somebody when they date, et cetera. Oh, great clues. Let's see. Let's think back. Because obviously I'm going to say that, well, just use the damn app. Right, I know. And and ask them directly, right? Because that's what it's designed for. But I'm thinking organic clues of the intention. Yeah, because right now, 
a lot of our listeners don't have the app yet and they're already in a situation with somebody. So they can't go backwards. So these are for the people who can't go backwards and rely on the app for this specific person they're interested in. I would challenge that you still can use the app for people that you are starting to date or have already dated a bit. You know, the stakes are maybe a little bit higher and you have to be a little bit more gentler talking about the unalignments. I would say for the organic clues, obviously the negative clues are very, very helpful to listen to, right? When someone says no, Mm -hmm. or someone gives you the polite, oh, I'm too busy. Mm -hmm. That's a very clear, you know, sign to stop. Obviously that can backfire. The relationship I ran into just before my wife, even the free wife date that I had, she messaged me one day saying that she was too busy, right? And, and it was like, okay. And in my language, in my intention reading cipher, without Can We, the app to help guide us, <laughs> I took that as I'm no longer interested, buzz off, let's just be friends. And so I backed off and then focused on a new girl who, who became my wife. So that's always a good sign of like focusing, paying attention to the negatives and don't try to bend it, Right. You know, don't try and force a friendship. Don't try and force something physical, obviously. But, and don't try and force something long-term or no tricks, right? Where it's just like, oh, I got these tickets to New York. You know, why don't you come along and you can see the city and then, oh, oh, look, there's only one bed. Sorry. You know, you don't want to force things. On the positive side, I think the grammar, unfortunately, for better or for worse, is still the smile. Yeah. Right? The the, the power of the feminine smile, for better or for worse, (laughs) you know? If she's smiling at you, then at least bring up a few extra subjects to test, whether that means like, oh, let's go to a concert maybe sometime, or oh, what's your phone number, or what's your can we username, and let's see what's going on here. But obviously, I think you would probably testament is that the smile is dangerous, and like you're just being friendly, or it's just impulsive, and it means please don't bother me also at the same time. The smile is a tricky one. The smile can be a tricky one, but I think the smile with the added element of then kind of looking down or looking a little bit shy. Mm. I think that Mm. indicates more interest than just if she's sitting there smiling at everything you say. If it's a smile and then a kind of a little bit of a hunch over like he he kind of looking down because I'm a little bit embarrassed because you are really getting me or entertaining me or I'm really feeling this. Versus when you're just staring at someone and, and cracking a smile, there's not that level of sparkle to that kind of smile. But when you're fidgeting a little bit along with the smile, I think that's a good sign. And I think that's really bringing up the smile is very important. And I think that added element makes the whole difference. So Russ, this has been really, really, really helpful. I'm super excited to check out your app and so should our entire audience. So. Tell us where they can find it. I know it's called Can We, but just give us all of your plugs. Yeah, absolutely. So we're live on the Android store and the Apple's iOS store. We're still early in the development process. I mean, all the features are there. They might be a little bit buggy, but so let us know if you find any bugs or mistakes. You're going to make the whole community stronger, right? Because this is this is a powerful project in the sense of helping people eliminate relationship trial and error and starting to find the right relationship at the right time with the right person, which has been, you know, my dream and a lot of people's dream. And the biggest thing to think about is the idea of changing the mindset that you open up an app and you just find someone. Like what Kenwe is doing is giving you a tool, your username, your Kenwe username, to then unveil 
the relationship meanings in the relationships and the networks that you already have. So I think that's the biggest thing I want listeners here to take away is the idea of like, we're not going to help you just discover people. There's literally 5,000 apps that can help you do that. There's walking down the street that does that. The world is a big dating app in its own way, right? So we need something that can help us guide to the right relationship. Yeah. And I would really appreciate any feedback that people want to share. Russ at kenwe.app is a good way to get a hold of me. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it so much. It's going to help me. I know personally. And boy, at the moment, do I need it. I don't always need it, but at this very moment, I definitely need it. So I'm having a moment of weakness from that, from that letdown. So Russ, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a great show. If anyone needs help with their banter or with their profiles, I'm back to making profiles and I make profiles for men that stand out and that are incredibly clever and unique. The feedback that I get is crazy. So if you need help with your profile or if you need help with your banter, the feedback I get there is also crazy. Dates go, your date count goes through the roof. You go from one date a month to several a week if you want. So hit me up at kristinandchill.com. And if you email me at kristin at kristinandchill.com, I'll send you a little promo code because I know with gas prices and inflation and all that kind of stuff going on, people's money's a little bit tighter than normal. So I'm ready to cut some deals for you guys so you can afford to drive to the date as well. So thank you so much for listening. Our shows come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Don't forget to subscribe and share the show with your friends. Again, a stronger circle of dude friends, the more great women are going to be around you. So share this show. Check out Russ's app and not just check it out. Download it and we will see you guys next week. 